We got Josh Lingner with us today. Going to share with us. Come on up, Josh. I love this guy. Y'all love this guy? Isn't he awesome? I have gotten to know him over the last number of years, and his heart for the Lord is so awesome. And I just love who God's uh, made him to be and who's, what God's doing in him. And so it's, uh, I know there's, there's a well that's been dug inside this guy. And so I'm welcome to looking forward to hearing what the Lord's going to say. Let's just pray for him. In so doing, we're praying for ourselves. Lord, we want to hear from you. And we love you. And we know you've put a deposit in this man. And so, Lord, we, we receive who you sent to us today. And uh, we bless, Lord, the, the one you have sent to speak. We ask that you would speak through him and that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit's saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. I don't know what happens. Anybody who's ever spoken before? Something happens from that seat to here. <laughs> Something happens. I don't know what, what that is. It's, it's, it's good, and it's also frightening. It's like, <laughs> it's like I got tears in my eyes, and then I'm overwhelmed over here like, God, I just, I just want to speak your word today. And... Uh, I do believe, is there anybody here who is, who's wearing a brace? Anybody wearing any type of leg or arm or back brace or anything? No? Oh. Yeah, any brace. Yeah, leg brace. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just had to sense anybody who was who wearing a brace would uh, need to get prayed for. So can we just pray for Greg in agreement? I know we've, we've done this before, but we keep on praying. Uh, I, just, I just had a sense that we need to pray for braces. So let's just agree together for my brother Greg one more time. Lord Jesus, I thank you for Greg. I thank you for your hand upon Greg. I thank you that you are his healer. And we come together in agreement today that he will need these leg braces no more. That your spirit is at work in him. And he will walk and not get weary. And he will, sorry, run and not get weary and walk and not faint, Lord. You're bringing strength to him. You are strengthening him now. And everyone gathered here together today touches and agrees in the name of Jesus that he's healed. Amen. Amen. Thank Thanks. To, yeah. Amen. Um, it's going to be a little different today. I uh, went to bed last night with no message. <laughs> Asking the Lord all week, and I just didn't uh, get anything. And um, had a dream, and in the dream, I was teaching at a church, a pretty familiar church. I'm pretty sure it was a church. Anybody's familiar with the Church of Jesus image in Florida? I had a dream that I was teaching there, supposed to be teaching there, and I had no message in the dream. <laughs> and it was a pretty vivid dream, and. I have this bed. I don't know what's wrong with it, but the slats keep popping out from under the bed. And the, like they just pop, 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 pop. And I'm like sleeping like this. And all of a sudden, I'm like this in my bed. And it happened this morning right at the end of my dream. It like woke me up out of that dream. And I'm like, what in the world? And I was, I usually get pretty frustrated. My 
kids get a good laugh at it. So I just took my, my little blanket and my pillow and went out to the couch. Anybody would have come into my house at 6 o'clock this morning, you would have thought Brittany was mad at me. <laughs> I was asleep on the couch, and I just had the sense that I needed to write down this dream with the Holy Spirit. And I feel like something in this dream is for us. When, when Travis was starting to share at the end of our worship time, he, he said, there's more for us in worship that there's more that we're going to experience here in worship. So can I tell you about the dream? I really think that's what the Lord has for me. I, I think it was a, um, I think it was for today. I do have a, I do have a backup word just in case <laughs> this goes south. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm scrolling. It's a pretty long one here. So, uh, Let's just pray again. Holy Spirit, I need you. <laughs> this is, you guys have been here for a while. This is not me normally. I, 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 this is not my style. Um, Holy Spirit, I need you. We need you. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see all that the Spirit is doing. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. That you would come in your strength. in your power, that you would come in your own special way. Is anybody just absolutely amazed that the Holy Spirit will show up in the most broken lives. No, he's not picky. He doesn't need a, a flashy building, smoke machines. He just needs someone who is saying, I need you. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I just feel like I need to encourage you all don't just wait to Sunday to encounter the Holy Spirit. Husbands, wives, children, grandparents, aunts, uncles, invite Holy Spirit. He's not picky. Your house can be a mess. Most of the time, I've got like three loads of clean laundry beside my bed that I never got a chance to put away and he still shows up. This is essential. This is absolutely essential is that we live in relationship with Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to lie, if, you've been, if you haven't done this, if you haven't invited him, haven't taken time to come to agreement, it's going to be a little awkward at first. It might feel forced. I don't all I can say is get over it. Welcome Holy Spirit into your lives. He'll give you dreams. He'll make you stand in front of people and talk about the dreams. And it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Okay. 
the dream. So in the dream, I was scheduled to teach at a place that reminded me of a church called Jesus Image. I was completely unprepared, and I put in parentheses, I believe it was intentionally from the Lord. When it came time to share, are all the young kids out here? Okay, I, gotta, I have to alter this a little bit. When it came time to share, music stopped, and I knew I was supposed to begin speaking, and I, it's like, I feel like I'm reliving that moment right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is feeling really real at the moment. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and I knew I was supposed to begin speaking and a man wearing a Ravens football jersey comes up to me. It wasn't the pastor of Jesus Image. It was somebody I didn't recognize. But I'm, I'm a big football fan and my favorite football team is the Ravens. And uh, so the man wearing a Ravens jersey handed me the mic. And uh, when he did, he said, you're up. <laughs> And I whispered to him, I don't have a message. <laughs> and he became noticeably irritated. He looked in my eyes and said the phrase, I'm just telling you the dream, WT, uh, yeah, that one, like WTF. Said it in my dream, like very, like, irritated. Sorry, you have to edit that out, maybe, I don't know. Worship Teaching Fellowship, that's what I say it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Worship teaching and fellowship, WTF church, here we go. No, maybe that's probably not going to be very marketable. <laughs> but he said it. I mean, he like dropped the real word. He didn't just say the letters in my dream and he walked away. I believe the man wearing the jersey represents idolatry. At this moment, I heard the church congregation begin to murmur as someone should have begun to speak by this point. With no message to share, I brought the mic up to my mouth and I began to worship. Because of everyone looking at me and me not being able to give them what they expected, I felt very uncomfortable at first. But it was all I could do. All I could do was worship. I couldn't, I couldn't stop the people from murmuring. It's all I could do was just worship. I don't remember any certain song. I don't remember any instruments of any kind accompanying me. This is when I noticed the aisles of the church start to fill with people who were exiting. And as they were exiting, they gave me looks of disapproval, shaking their heads as they left. It reminded me, this is not the dream, but I'm just adding this for funny. <laughs> it reminded me of the time we went to the Ravens game, but it wasn't in Baltimore, it was in Charlotte. We were, the Ravens were playing the Panthers. And uh, late, or early in the fourth quarter, the Panthers were just, beating us bad. There was no possibility of a comeback. And I looked around, um, what is it, Bank of America Stadium? I looked around Panther Stadium, and I could see the aisles, and it looked like it was just like bleeding purple because <laughs> all the Ravens fans were leaving in the middle of this. And I remember, oh, the, the, the gracious, the gracious Panthers fans 
started singing, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. <laughs> they were just like singing us out as all of us left. And I, uh, <laughs> I kind of felt like that kind of moment, like where I saw the aisles filling with people as they left the church. <laughs> uh, with all these people leaving the church, I wanted to do something to appease them, but I couldn't stop worshiping. And then soon I started to hear other voices begin to worship. Not everybody had left that church. There were people still seated, and it was like, you know, what do we do? <laughs> and they began to worship. They began to lift their voice. As I'm writing this, uh, my son Brennan had an accident, and I had to get up and change his diaper and pull the sheets and everything else. And by the time, so then when I came back to my couch with my blanket, it was 6.10, and I felt like that was significant. And Matthew 6.10 says, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I felt like that was significant. I felt like it was weird how a dream and a reality kind of were like overlapping in that moment. But I feel like on earth as it is in heaven was beginning to take place as the other people began to worship, right? Soon everyone who stayed were all worshiping together. Within moments, we all sensed the Lord's presence corporately. There was great joy, there was great peace, and there was a unity in our midst that like, I had never known before. We all felt absolutely connected. I looked and I saw the man wearing the Ravens jersey in the drum booth, and he was very bewildered. Again, I believe this is idolatry. He was very bewildered, very disoriented. Beside him, this gets a little weird, but beside him was a spilt cup of coffee. I went in to see what he was doing, and we both laid in the spilt coffee together. While laying in the coffee, I attempted to start playing the drums, but it only made noise and actually caused a distraction. I left the drum booth and began to address the crowd concerning those who had left, and a few who were still, and there was still, people had left, but in the dream there were still some people kind of deciding whether or not they were going to leave. I began to address all them, and I said, saying to them, they have not come to worship the one true God. They have come to worship a God they have made, a God that they have put into a box, a God that they can control. Then our worship continued for some time. I could see people while in worship with joy on their faces, marveling with one another at the tremendous sense of the Lord's presence. It was incredible. I was like, it was amazing. You know how in a dream you can experience it? I experienced it in the dream. And then all of a sudden I got a prophetic word. And I began to address the people and I think it's people that were in their 40s and 50s. And I think it also means people who have been walking with the Lord 40 or 50 years. 
I began to address those people in my dream, and I told them to begin reading their Bible with more fervor than they've ever read it before. That they were going to start having revelation that would come to them from very familiar Bible stories. And I said this phrase, revelation is hidden in plain sight. And then the bed slats popped and I woke up. <laughs> Whew. It's a pretty cool dream, right? It's pretty cool. And I've got some bits and pieces of this thing that I, I felt like I prayed about that the Lord gave me. The first phrase that came to me is, the God that we can control is not worthy of worship. And any time we try to worship that God, we can only get so far and we run out of steam, becomes uncomfortable, becomes not what the Lord intended us to do. Soon we will run out of energy and we will lose desire altogether to worship this God that we created. But when we worship the one true God, this is pretty cool, Vic, you, you had referenced this when you were uh, leading worship this morning. But when we worship the one true God, and his son, who came to redeem all of humanity, we actually find more joy. And we actually find more strength to worship him endlessly with all that we are. And it was a gut check for me. Anytime I grow weary in worship, it's maybe because I'm worshiping a God that I have created in my own image or a God that is not the one true God. But when I worship the one true God in spirit and in truth, I am empowered. I am strengthened. Something happens within the spirit of who I am that just wants to go more. That maybe, maybe it starts off like, yeah, and then it turns into the, yeah, and then it turns, it's like, I can't explain, but something is welling up. Tears start flowing. But it's like, as I'm being poured out, I'm being filled up at the same time. Poured out, filling up, poured out, filling up. And every time the filling up happens, like more gets in than it did the last time. I believe this is a word for our church. To get honest with the Lord. How many of you love being honest with the Lord? about where you are at on certain things. I used to not like it, but I love being honest with the Lord. And I had to be honest with the Lord. I'm like, am I worshiping this God of convenience? Or am I worshiping? And the Lord will speak to you. He'll show you. He's so kind and gracious and gentle and loving because he wants you to get it right. Because when you get it right, you're whole. When you get it right, you're full. When you get it right, you're living abundant life. But I also know that that, that type of worship comes with a cost as I noticed the people in the aisles leaving the church. Rayleigh in prayer this morning, out of nowhere, I love Rayleigh. He'll, he'll come at, to prayer and he'll share a Bible verse sometimes. I'm like, where in the world did that come from? And I'm like, oh, wow. 
he was talking about Moses and how the people were like, no, we don't want to talk to God. I feel like the people that were like, no, we don't want to talk to God. Those are the people that were going, that were leaving. Like, we don't want to, that is way too raw. Like that is way too, too much for me. Like, I, I, uh, I'm on, that's and there. And those are the ones, but Moses was the one who braved the dark cloud and the thunder and the lightning. And to me, that just means a big picture of the uncomfortable. And he pressed in to hear God. And I feel like there's a lot of people in the church today that aren't willing to brave the discomfort. And they're just like, no, nah, I'll, I'll let those people, I'll just I'll let that's somebody else's duty. We're all meant to encounter the presence of God together. We're all meant to brave the uncomfortable. We're meant to do it together. So I challenge us going into this new year with what Travis shared earlier when it comes to worship. Funny thing, one of the, one of the quotes from the pastor of um, Jesus Image Church, the, quote, the only actually quote I know that I could quote from him is this quote right here. The fastest way into the presence of God is worship. And I believe that. I believe there is this inhabiting that happens when I focus all that I am in praise, worship, and adoration. He's drawn to that. And that church has actually made a very, uh, a very what do you call it, uh, intentional pursuit of that type of, of worship environment. And I'm not saying we need to copy and paste. I'm saying that there is a heart that's willing to brave whatever discomfort we experience here in Wilmington. But it's like, it's so worth it. I just want to worship. I don't want to be the one bolting down the aisle. I'm okay being the one in the seat, you know, looking at like, I don't know, Greg, this is kind of weird, bro, but let's go for it, man. Let's go for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I want people around me that are going to be like, bro, I don't know what's going on, but let's go for it. I don't want to be drawn to the people that make me feel okay to not go for it. When I was a youth pastor back in the day, I, I noticed this crazy thing that happened. Girls would come in first time, whatever, and somehow the teenage girls would always gravitate to the other girls that were boy crazy. Like they would find each other like, like magnets drawn to one another. And it was like, it's almost like, I know this wasn't happening, but it was almost like they were like, hey, are you boy crazy? I'm boy crazy too. Cool, let's hang out. It's like, it's like that, that was happening. And it was just <clears throat> other girls they were like all about God. And the girls that were like boy crazy, they would like never. They're like, oh, no, that's, mm -mm. I don't want to get near that. <laughs> I like being around the people that make me feel okay doing the dysfunctional thing that I'm doing because it makes me feel like the dysfunctional thing I'm doing is actually normal. Be around people that make you feel uncomfortable. And here's the crazy thing. Adults, we don't have youth groups. You know what we have? We have YouTube, and we'll go on YouTube to find people that make us feel comfortable about our dysfunction. I challenge you all to be the one 
that's willing to be uncomfortable, that's able to look at the people beside you be like, during worship today, I saw Rayleigh, and I, I, uh, there, I knew that part was coming, the song, that Jesus is Lord. And I just had this moment, I feel like I'm supposed to put my hands on Rayleigh's shoulder and um, to say, and just look in his eyes and be like, Jesus is Lord. You know, just kind of weird. But Rayleigh was like, dude, thank you for doing that. I, so, it broke something off of me. Right? Is that what you said? <laughs> I encourage you all, be after the presence and the purposes and the ways of God, even if it's uncomfortable. I know even saying that there's still going to be people that are uncomfortable and they'll, and they'll, they'll leave, but it's, it's worth it because in my, I wasn't being mean in the dream. I wasn't saying like, let them go. We don't care about them. They didn't come to worship the one true God. No, it was just like I was just speaking the truth. This is too much. And, and this, this God that cannot be controlled or contained is the one that we're after, the one that we have surrendered and submitted our lives completely to. So as we go into you know, this new year, our lives worship the Lord in such a way. That he comes and he fills you. He's not picky, like I said at the very beginning. He's not picky at all. He will show up in your messy house. He is sh- Anybody experienced the presence of the Lord going 60 miles an hour down the road and you just got tears in your eyes? Charlene, didn't you say you had to pull over one time? Pull it over one time because her eyes were just so full of tears because of the presence of God in her car. Do that. Do that. Call on the name of the Lord. Be honest with him. Lord, is there anywhere in my heart where I'm worshiping a God that's not really you? Is there anywhere in my life, and I feel like the significance of the, the, the idolatry thing is like sometimes we can actually make music, song, style, preferences an idol. I'd be very careful where I'm saying here because I don't want you guys to hear me the wrong thing. But the style isn't the goal. His presence is our goal. What I like isn't the goal. What he likes is the goal. You know, we have this lingo in the worship world where people leave church and they're like, oh man, you missed it. Worship was on fire today. But really... There's only one person who can validate whether worship was on fire to, that day. Amen. And it was God. It was the King of Kings. And it was the Lord of Lords, the one that we were giving our all to. He's the only one who can say, worship was lit today. <laughs> And that's the kind of worship I want, the kind of worship where I'm in spirit and I'm in truth, where there's nothing hidden. I'm just laid bare before the Lord. Today, I remember just worshiping the Lord and I was just like, just something came over me. I'm like, Lord, you walked into my shame. Lord, you walked into all my, and I'm just weeping, just nothing hidden, thinking of all the moments where I didn't get it right and all the moments where I went off track. 
And the Lord walked into them to assure me that he was still the father who comes running after the prodigal. And it caused me even more to praise him and more tears to flow. Nothing before the Lord be hidden. Come with him with your hearts wide open. Don't make the style or your preference an idol. Smash that thing. And as people began to encounter the presence of the Lord, the idol became bewildered and disoriented. It was like this thing is like completely, this thing that was so bold is now laying out, and I'll probably have to talk to Travis and Paul about what the heck a spill cup of coffee means. <laughs> I was like, maybe that was just me wanting coffee. I don't know. But the idol, the idolatry literally got bewildered and disoriented and just like gave up. It just was like not a thing anymore. Well, yeah, that's about all I've got, I think, Lord. Let me pray. Let's just pray together into this. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you for making me uncomfortable because I know it's for your glory. Can anybody else pray that prayer wholeheartedly? Holy Spirit, I thank you for making me uncomfortable because I know it's for the glory of God. Maybe just take that moment right now and be honest with the Lord. Anywhere in your life, that you've been worshiping a God of convenience or a God that you can somehow contain. Just be honest, Lord. I want that kind of worship in my life that strengthens me, that empowers me.